This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You are back on Bad Gaze. And look, I've got a very, very special guest. I don't know if I would consider him bad. He's kind of a goodie um, in these terms. Uh, it's Thomas Bleach here on the phone with me. Hey, Tom. G'day. Good morning. Hey, how- hello. How are you? I'm not too bad. I don't know why I just put on a very Aussie accent, but that's so not on my brand. I'm going to eliminate it straight away. Hey, he's ri- <laughs> he's, <laughs> we were just talking off here a little bit before, and we were saying how he- you're literally an open book, and I love that and respect that so much. I feel like there's... A lack of open books these days. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's kind of why I wanted to do like the project that I've done because I feel like people don't talk openly about things anymore and we're all so scared of what people think because of social media. And I was like, I'm just going to like get this all off my chest and just talk yeah, about stuff. No, for sure. Um, so the book is called Damaged Goods. Um, why this title? It's so impactful yet so simple at the same time. I really like it. Yeah, Um I mean, it was just like a feeling that I was having. Um, I I was going through a really bad breakup, and I just was like everything in my life leading up to that. I was just, I always felt like broken, and I just wasn't good enough. And I was like, I just feel like damaged goods. Like no one's gonna love me, and it kind of just stuck. Like you know, after using that like that that word, I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? We're all damaged goods because it's a part of the human condition. It's a part of. Um, being human in the sense that we all go through heartbreak, we all go through hurt, we all go through all these things. Um, and it's learning to like turn those negative thoughts into positive thoughts because we grow from them. So I am um, kind of, yeah, just it, it just kind of clicked to me straight away. And um, Damaged Goods was like, it was the perfect title because it is kind of like self-inflicting, but it's also self-motivating as well. That is so wholesome. I'm so about it. Yes, 100%. Um, <laughs> now, you've done an innovative uh, modern-day take, I call it, uh, on the book where you're releasing a chapter a week. Now, what possessed you to do this? I think this is so... It's like a Netflix show, a trendy one, but no, it's we're doing like a book version. This is awesome. Tell me about what made <laughs> you want to do this. It was... Um... I was I had started writing the book and I was probably like four chapters deep and um so I'm, I'm really bad so when I'm like by myself I I talk out loud because that's like how I kind of like oh, get same. my ideas out. we're literally like, the same like, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> just a psychopath like yeah dinner. you know I love it I was like cooking dinner and I was like speaking this idea out loud I was like okay so like how am I gonna do this and I kept questioning I was like who's gonna read this like. Um, what what readership do I have? Like, if I was to get this published, like, who would read it? And um, it kind of just kept clicking to me, and I was, like, on public transport, like, ev- like every day looking at people, and everyone, like, like 80 to 90% of the people had their phones out. No one had books. Like, there would maybe, like, be, like, two people per carriage that had a book. Ah, yes. And I was like, if I, if I want to connect with people, I've got to modernize everything. And, like, you know, how do I consume books? And, you know, like I have in front of me right now, I've got like 15 books that I've bought online to read. Uh-huh. And um, I don't, I haven't read, a, I've read one of them and that's it. Like I, I don't read them because, um, you know, because we're constantly on the go and we don't take our books with us. So like, you know, how do you kind of consume it um, otherwise? So that's why I was kind of looking at um, how I wanted to do it in a more modernized way and how, how do we connect with people? Because some, some people will connect with the book 
and then other people will connect with the imagery that I've got with it, you know, with the with, with the photographs or the playlists, and there's different ways for people to kind of get that feeling that they want from it as well. So um, I kind of wanted to tackle all different mediums. And it was that kind of Netflix idea of, of, you know, like how do you um, break it down to like one, one chapter a week. So it's more consumable for people, just like how Netflix does with the TV shows. Instead of releasing them all at once, they're doing, you know, the weekly. So people are actually watching it and getting excited to read it. Yeah. Yeah. They're subscribed. You could say, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Um, now I'm aware that you're a stand up comedian as well. And I argue on a daily basis that that's probably the hardest job that there is to do. Tell me about how you started with the stand up stuff or how that came about. And the same stuff came in around the same time that I started writing the book. So I was writing the book and I had all these stories. And um, again, it was a part of like telling stories in different ways. So that's how cold damaged goods is about is like, you know, about telling negative stories, like negative experiences to positive ones and growing. And yeah. I kind of found that there were funny things that you could talk about that you probably wouldn't put in the book. So I was kind of uh... like, there's all different ways to tell these stories. And there's so many different ways that people can relate. And mm. I found the comedians that I love, like I love Jen Kirkman and Chelsea Handler, uh, and they're very like self-inflicting. Um, and you know, they they draw from their real life. And um, I thought it was just such a cool idea to kind of tell these stories in a comedic way because it's going to relate to some people that probably wouldn't read the book, right? And there's people that would read the book and still find it really interesting because it's told in different ways. So I started like in the Brisbane comedy scene probably around two and a half years ago now. Wow. Um, and um, just started doing shows. I was doing like two shows a week. Um, Damn, and then I kind of must have been good. Kind of <laughs> I was just like always like so busy like doing stuff and I was like, nah, I'm going to do, do little shows like once a month now. And um, so I've just been doing like little pop-up shows where I perform with other comedians. And um, now, yeah, now and, and now we're doing the full headline show, which is my first full-length, 45-minute show. And this is going to be in Brisbane in honour of Pride Month. That's very exciting for you guys up there. Awesome. That's later this month. So any any Queenslanders listening or if you're going to be there around that time, definitely go check that out. It's all on your website, uh, which we're going to plug a little bit later. Now, going back to the book, um, you explore growing up in a homophobic family. Now, how bad are we talking? Uh, Like, how deep into this do you get? Um, so yeah, with, with the homophobic family, it was, it was very much in the sense that like, it just wasn't talked about, like, you know, it was just like, well, you would not be gay, like, and I'm like, well, I am. And it was just very like internalized through my whole childhood. Whenever there was a gay person on a movie or a TV show, they would make a comment like, oh, oh, gross. And like turn things off or like, you know, if there was a drag queen, like the show would be quickly changed over. So it was always kind of like, it was very internalized and, um. My dad um, said to me when I came out, he was just like, oh, I haven't raised you 19 years for you to turn out to be gay. <gasps> and I'm like, well, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I haven't yeah. changed the last two seconds. And so, um, you know, they they have grown. Um, you know, oh. we, we have grown as a family. And um, they they soon realized this. They didn't... Um, if they didn't support me, then they would lose me. So they had to choose what was more important to them. Was yes. it the ideology that they had growing up or was it um, losing their, their only son? So they have two daughters as well. So I have two sisters, uh-huh. um, but they were you know, they would lose their only son if they didn't support me. And um, they quickly realized that, 
you know, the reason they were homophobic is because they didn't actually have an education about gay people. They didn't know. Yeah. Um, and it came from, stemmed from their families. And it was part of, they didn't actually mind gay people. It's just they'd always been told, like, they'd always this is true. grown up that, yeah, mm. they, was, they had always grown up with that mindset. So It's this um, completely different generation, but I definitely agree with you on that note, that everyone is able to change. It really, like, disregards, like, your age, any any of those factors. I think anyone can change at any point of their life, and I think you'd agree yeah. with that statement. 100%. I feel like it just it just took an education from them, and for them, I guess, like, uh, um, to have a personal experience to kind of realise that gay people are just all people. <laughs> like, Ex- just exactly. Didn't... Yeah, um, we might wear a tiny bit more glitter, but that's it. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> a little bit more fabulous. Okay, now, on a lighter note, uh, falling in love. Ooh, are you allowed to spill it in your tea? Or is this top secret? Is it just for the book? I'm curious. <laughs> your first love? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so happy to talk about it. Um, actually, so the falling in love chapter comes out today. Oh my god, exciting. Yay. Yeah, so that chapter's out as of now. It just it just came out. And um, when this so airs, that... it's a week before. Whoops. Anyway, yeah, it's out, oh, it's out. Oh, That's sorry. the point. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Actually, so then, so then that means that today when you guys are listening, the yeah. broken the the broken heart the bro- chapter is out. Oh. oh. So, yeah. so exciting. So, look, um love came to me very later in my life. I was 20 or two when I first fell in love. Okay. Um, and I had never really experienced it before, and it was a long-distance relationship. Yeah. But um, so he lives in Townsville, I lived in Brisbane. Whoa. And I'd never felt this connection before. Um, but there was a few little issues. Like, he lived um, in a homophobic family himself. Yeah. Um, he was not out. Um, and his dad was the chief police officer of Townsville. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. It was an experience. Um, and he ended up, and then the chapter like is out, obviously, now for you guys to listen um, yeah. to read. Um, basically, he broke up with me while I was overseas. So my first <sighs> day um, in America, I was oh, on a trip, and no. he broke up with me while I was over there. Um, and it was my first time dealing with heartbreak and dealing with all that stuff. And... Um, it kind of that was the experience that actually inspired Damage Good to come as a whole. Um, so I had started writing it, and it kind of came through that breakup that Damage Good kind of found its own sort of thing. So um, yeah. it was it was interesting, and then you know there is more love chapters to come in the book as well because you know love comes more than once in your life. Um, so mm. there was a second love of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, it didn't turn out great either. You know what I love about that, though? Like, it's so realistic. Like, we've all been there. We're all living the same life. Like, we can relate 10 out of 10, so it's all good. (laughs) And that's that's why I wanted people to see, like, you know, like, you know, I've... um, I'm now in a happy relationship, and I'm in love, and um, I'm happy, which is great. And I've actually got someone that actually cares about me, because my second relationship... Again, spoiler, but I think it's it's, it's so great because I think um, the book kind of covers different things. It was actually a very toxic relationship, and it was a very mentally abusive relationship. Ooh. So, um, yeah, and it goes into talking about open relationships. Um, oh. so um, you'll have to stay tuned and read that one. Gonna have to, out, my so. god, that was you really spilled the tea there. Almost burnt me a little <laughs> bit, but uh, but I love that. That's good. Um, now I want to cover one little more thing, breaking legs overseas. Um, please don't tell me this is a brand new metaphor that I'm not 
hopped on board with yet. Oh, <laughs> did you literally break yeah. a leg overseas? I'm what? I'm should I be concerned? Um, I did. I actually did. I and the funniest thing, it was the gayest thing that could have happened to me. Oh god! I broke my leg at a RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party. <laughs> Oh my god! Like that's, that's iconic. <laughs> yeah, I was lip syncing to Ellie Goulding, "Something in the Way You Move." And okay, the guy came out of nowhere and did a flip, oh, did like a car no. and knocked me off the stage. Yeah, and I fell and broke my leg. Oh. Um, so it was literally bowling, and that's you know, people was like it was literally gay temper bowling. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not great for me, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You literally could say uh, you die death dropping. Loki, you had a oh, touch yeah, of death. Oh my god, that's awesome! All right, well, I absolutely love the website. I love the stories. I love everything. It's so innovative. It's it's so raw. I love everything about it. Um, where can people people like they just go straight to your website, don't they? Yeah, so it's um a, it's a damaged good story um, and then the Instagrams and stuff is the same. I think it's just damaged goods AU mm-hmm. um, or a damaged good story. Um, on Instagram and Damage Goods AU on Twitter. And yeah, like check it out. And my name's Thomas Bleach and you can check me on Instagram. Obviously, I, I promote all that on my personal one as well. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Tom. All the best. Um, not that you need it. You're, you're doing great. You're doing fine. <laughs> but yeah, if you're ever heading down here, we would love to chat with you in person because I'm sure new stuff is on the way. Um, but all the best with all this. This is so exciting. Um, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.